time. However, it can be argued that Hello and welcome to the Your Favourite Teacher podcast. For additional support materials, visit www.yourfavouriteteacher.com. We'll be exploring Juliet in Romeo and Juliet and her actions throughout the play. Juliet starts the play as a young, naive 13-year-old, dependent on the nurse who is a real mother figure in her life. Shakespeare also presents her as beautiful from the beginning. He uses phrases such as, Juliet is the sun, and the sweetest flower of all the field. The imagery of light and flowers portrays her as an energetic, bright young woman, who is playful as well as delicate and poised. This imagery of Juliet could also hint that her naivety could suggest that she can be easily manipulated. Romeo is persistent when pursuing her towards the end of Act 1 at the ball and wins her over during the famous balcony scene in Act 2, Scene 1. Lord Capulet dismisses her opinions when she's told she will marry Paris, almost as if she doesn't count, which is very typical of young women in the Elizabethan era. However, when Juliet meets Romeo, Shakespeare effectively turns her from young and innocent to tough and independent. At the beginning of the play, marriage hasn't crossed her mind and she was happy to follow her parents' wishes. However, she becomes more headstrong from Act 2 onwards. She starts to think about what she wants and realises she disagrees with the path her parents are guiding her towards. She says, My dismal scene, I needs must act alone, which for a young girl in the 1500s would have been very shocking for the audience. Mainly, young girls obeyed their parents and had no choice in who they married. Juliet goes against her parents' wishes and stands up for herself. Much like Romeo, Juliet acts without thinking things through and is very passionate. Although Shakespeare characterises her as innocent at the start of the play, she allows him to kiss her at the parents' ball without even knowing who he is. She quickly decides that Romeo is her true passion. Still, some influence from her parents sticks with her as she expresses that she's too quickly won, strengthening the idea that she might be a bit impulsive. She's the first to suggest marriage, which again shows that she does listen to her parents, knowing that it's the right thing to do. However, she's happy to stick with her heart and marry a man she knows her parents would disapprove of. This would again shock Shakespeare's audience as she isn't acting appropriately as a young lady of the time. However, it can be argued that Shakespeare created Juliet in this way deliberately to shock his audiences. Her age, not 14, shows how naive she is. Therefore, she does act like a typical teenage girl, impulsive and passionate, wanting to go behind her parents' backs. Despite this, Shakespeare makes her strong. She calls her tears foolish when Romeo is banished for murdering her cousin, choosing to stay strong rather than sit and cry. Again, like Romeo, she gets carried away by her love. She is in too deep too quickly and her choice to take the sleeping potion to fake her own death and even getting married in the first place again highlights her lack of thought towards her actions. Like Romeo, she doesn't really think about the consequences, which is ultimately the cause of her premature death. Contextually, Shakespeare has shown Juliet as a typical Shakespearean girl. She begins as passive and accepting, a dutiful daughter. This quickly changes when she begins to subvert the stereotype by going against her parents' wishes, thinking and making decisions for herself and acting impulsively. The relationship with her parents mimics a Shakespearean parental relationship. 
They expect her to listen to their orders and marry Paris even though he's far too old for her. The audience would feel shocked by Juliet's actions because she's not acting the dutiful daughter she presents herself at the start of the play. Let's start with Mercutio, a Montague and Romeo's best friend. Shakespeare presents him as a kind, loyal friend. When the audience first meets him, he's cheering Romeo up, who's heartbroken over Rosaline. When he finally convinces Romeo to go to the ball, he adds further cheer by giving a comical, uplifting speech about Queen Mab. Shakespeare's use of dreamlike imagery here emphasises Mercutio's role as a lively, talkative character who the audience can't help but like. His wit and charm stays with him throughout the play. He mocks Romeo often about his obsession with love and winds up Tybalt in Act 3, Scene 1. He calls him the King of Cats and a rat catcher. Shakespeare's use of animalistic imagery here aligns Tybalt with someone to be sly and manipulative, the complete opposite of Mercutio. Mercutio is also the first to die in the play. Shakespeare has done this deliberately. Mercutio represents fun and laughter, so his death is a crucial turning point in the play. All of a sudden, the audience watches the tone of the play get a lot darker. When dying, Mercutio wishes a plague of both your houses, hinting to the audience that the family feud in the play is about to get dangerous. Next, we have Tybalt, a Capulet and Juliet's cousin. Shakespeare pens him as an aggressor. He tries to provoke Benvolio at the beginning of the play, then wants to fight Romeo at the ball. After this, he challenges Romeo, but fights Mercutio instead, finally killing him. Shakespeare includes this character to warn the audience what happens when you become aggressive and argumentative. Tybalt says, Talk of peace? I hate the word. In Act 1, Scene 1 immediately hinting to the audience that he will play a key part in the violence of the story. Although men at the time were supposed to be violent and aggressive, Shakespeare portrays his character as being a cheat by stabbing Mercutio under Romeo's arm. A Shakespearean audience would be shocked at Tybalt's antics. Here, Shakespeare uses Tybalt's character to emphasise the destructiveness of loyalty if mixed with violence and aggression. Finally, we have Benvolio, Romeo's cousin and another Montague. Shakespeare shows Benvolio to be calm and peaceful, ensuring he doesn't get killed. He's the one who tries to avoid the fighting at the start of the play by saying, I do but keep the peace. He also persuades Romeo to sneak into the Capulet's ball to cheer him up when he's upset about Rosaline. Benvolio also gives Romeo a chance to get away, telling him to be gone away when Tybalt is killed. He stays and explains the situation calmly to the prince. His loyalty wins over the audience's hearts because he is a peaceful character who tries to make sure that they all do the right thing. Shakespeare has deliberately contrasted these three characters to emphasise the different themes in the play. Mercutio represents the theme of loyalty by sticking by Romeo and fighting to protect his honour. Tybalt represents conflict due to his aggressive nature and the need to fight every Montague he sees. He also represents how destructive loyalty can be, getting himself killed out of revenge for the fight he started. Finally, Benvolio's calm and peaceful nature contrasts Tybalt, however he still ends up fighting in Act 1, representing the fact that sometimes a family feud can be unstoppable. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies.
Thanks for listening.